Good morning, everyone. It's morning for us. Uh, this is the finally. third and f- yeah final episode of this batch. Next time we'll like to be finally morning. Yeah. <laughs> the next, sun has come up. Yeah, next time we'll probably be wearing different shirts. Uh, but we started this session at uh, 4 a.m., 4.45 or something. Yeah. And we were working, working forward. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being here. Um, I mean, obviously those last two sessions came out two weeks ago. But, uh, right. But you're here now for the next hour and a half or however long. So, welcome. Last episode, our boys had a big old, a big old fight. Grim had a big boxing match with a big guy named Fatty uh, in the casino. Uh, Arlo and Grim tried to get a. Ro- also, we've opened the door to our little studio area, so there will be cars passing by. But the the breeze is just too good to pass up. Uh, so please. Um, I got a got a wave at me earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in a propane truck. Yeah. Let us know if that's too much uh, later on in the comments. We won't do that in the future or something. Just let us know. But uh, Grim and Arlo went outside into the courtyard and turned Arlo into a giant frog to try to get a rise out of one of the doppelgangers in there that they thought was going to be in there. Uh, eventually, they did discover uh, Jack was able to spot uh, out of the uh, fatty and this uh, blonde-haired lady. Uh, he was it able is to 8 spot. o'clock. People are going to be going to work right now. Yeah, you want to shut it up? I think, I think that would we'll be shut it. We'll shut it. We'll shut it. So long, outside world. Your breeze is lovely, but... I hate for my beautiful voice to suffer. Right, exactly. Your voice is beautiful. Somebody, it was Brandon telling me the other day, he's like, I was listening to one of your videos and Bryce's voice is just good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they turned Arlo into a giant frog. They got a rise out of the doppelganger. Jack was able to really discern that Fatty was a doppelganger as well as this woman was a doppelganger. Uh, they convinced the woman to go outside. Arlo flashed his badge. And so the woman went outside and told them, you shouldn't have done that because now I have to kill you and turn into a big doppelganger boy. And she's going to, he is going to, it was a, Y'all I don't know it. if they have a gender, doppelgangers, um, but it rose up and it's ready to kill uh, this adolescent doppelganger as well as Grim. They. Huh? I think it's they. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't do that. Uh... Grim went over to the other fatty who was knocked out on the floor, cast Toll the Dead on him to wake him up. Knocked uh, him out and, more to yeah, wake him up. Yeah, and uh, he woke up and began to run past Grim trying to get out to the courtyard as he was also reverting back to his doppelganger self. It's doppelganger self. And we rolled initiative for combat, so now let's, let's handle that combat. First in the order is going to be Arlo. Boom. Um, Are we all in the same order, or is it just, is it going to be like our fight, his fight, our fight, his fight? Is we're going to do all in the same order. Okay. We'll consider this just to be one combat encounter between the party. Y'all are very, it's very close in, oh, okay. in the distance. Oh, yeah, he's going out of the courtyard. So the way this is yeah. set up is in the courtyard, there's a kind of a square courtyard with a fountain. Um, well, it's, it's a square uh, picture. Arlo and Jack have run from the out of the door, which is at the bottom of the square, and are now standing uh, with their backs to the fountain, facing towards the door that and towards <coughs> the doppelganger uh, that is looking at them right in front of the brick wall that heads back into the casino. So we got past the doppelganger? The doppelganger. She came out behind you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it, she came out behind you. Uh, as well, Grim is on the inside, very close to the door, but between he is between the door and the doppelganger. Can, they can't see through, and I can't see through. You they can't just see, see like what's going on outside. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see what's going on outside, and they can't see what's going on with you. Okay. I like that. Cool. 
Alright, I am going to be a dire wolf. Alright, so you're going to transfer your... Is that an action? As a bonus action. Oh, okay, mm. cool. So, yeah, Moon Druid. And I am going to go in for the bite. So, what's it look like when you transform into a wolf? Like, do you just poop appear, or is it like a transformation? Um, I kind of see it as like a... Like a... Not, not like a painful kind of thing, but almost yep. like instantaneous kind of thing. Kind of a werewolf, like you kind of just lean down and then you appear as a wolf. Yep. Boom. Cool. All right, so... Animorph style. Yeah. Yeah. That's a 15 to hit. Okay, and what are you doing again to it? No, I sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going in for the bite. Okay. Yeah, nope, that's not who I'm looking at. Sorry. That is going to hit. Boom! All right, and it do 11 demos. Wow, okay, awesome. Great hit. Cool. Uh, and... So, Dang, good, good, really good hit. And it must succeed on a DC 13 save or be thrown or knocked back. How far? What are you saving throw or be knocked knock prone? Sorry. sorry, you were biting them? Yeah. Or, okay, and be knocked back by the bite. Oh, it'd be not prone. Not prone, so gotcha, like, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm picturing you're a wolf, so you're going for probably upper thigh. With this oh bite, God. and you bite. Well, you it's a dire wolf, so it's like it's oh, a large right. creature. You had advantage. Can you be a dire wolf? Um, uh, critical, huh? I have advantage. Can you be a dire wolf? You said you get advantage if I'm near. Are you sure? Because no. that's the thing that they get at level two. Yep. Okay. What now? You said you get advantage if I'm with you and I'm right beside you. That's so, true. That's true. I get yeah, advantage. Yeah. So you roll can, and see if you crit. I do not. No crit. Okay. Okay. Does it, she, they, them, whoever succeed on a DC 13 strength? Oh, strength. It's likely they do not. No, they do not. Then they are. All right, so you take a hunk out of the doppelganger's leg, and it goes, <laughs> and, like, falls back on its butt as you rip a hunk out of its leg. Um, and it stays like, no, ah, no, and grabs its leg. Prone. Um... And it's I'm just kind of hanging out close by, ready for another attack. Okay, so you're not moving back. Cool. Uh, it is going to be the doppelganger's turn. Uh, it is going to stand up. Let's see. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Zenus. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I got some spit everywhere. On my mouth. Mm. All right, so he's going to stand up and try to slam you, the doppelganger. So the doppelganger is going to stand up. He's gonna say, "Yes, it's time to die," and puts his hands together and tries to uh, axe handle you. Boom. I think that's what we decided to call that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, I need to roll. I'm gonna roll damage. Sorry. Will a seven? Hit my AC? Yeah. No. All right. No, okay. So, um, as the wolf, you're able to like dodge out of the way, but it's gonna, as it hits the ground, it's gonna come up and try to hit you again. Wow. <laughs> Not also not going to hit. So uh, you, the wolf is too fast. You dodge out of the way, and the wolf is just too fast for the doppelganger. Um, and is now the doppelganger on the inside's turn. He is going to run directly past Grim and out the door. So attack of opportunity on that for Grim. Thirteen. Uh, that is not going to hit the AC on the doppelganger. So what's going on? It's time to wake up. Yeah. Gotcha. So you uh, time for work. So as he as Fatty stands up and begins to transform into a doppelganger, not quite making it back. He's trying to keep from uh, causing uh, attention, drawing attention to himself. So he goes past you toward the door, and as he goes past, like you try to grab him and stop him, but as you grab onto 
the robes that he or the clothes that he had on his overalls the overalls kind of just shrink back into his body because it was just a part of his form and your hand slips off of it and he gets outside um Jack it is your well sorry now that, that's just his movement so he gets outside and he gets outside and he says what 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 is going on out here and the other doppelganger says we must kill these they're on to us they know about us they're gonna take us to jail or kill us worse and the other doppelganger that just ran out there says if that's what we must do and so then he goes and tries to attack you as well Josh <laughs> uh, he's gonna try to slam you he's gonna try to punch you Good. on this one uh, also, eight not gonna be your AC. No. They are rolling low. These things are very, very frazzled, especially Fatty. He's he's hurting. He doesn't feel good. Uh, wow. <laughs> so he also is just gonna like swing at you. They're just completely, <laughs> completely whiffing you right now. I tend to think that it's just my amazingness is why they miss. No, mm-hmm. it is. It is. You're, ah, there you're, we go. You're dodging their not your amazingness, but they're ah. you, the as a wolf, you're agile and you're dodging their punches. I was hoping it'd be amazing. I mean, do what you will. <laughs> Uh, Jack, it's your turn now, sir. Hey, I'm gonna to attack the closest one. I think that's the. Uh, They're about equal in distance from you. Okay, then the. You're kind of by side by side at this point. First one. Okay, no. No longer prone. Yeah, it stood up. See, so do you want to attack the one that just ran out or the, the one first, that first one? Okay, gotcha. Uh, that's that would be the wolf. Say that's the one on the left. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with booming blade. Booming blade. That's an elf thing, right? Yeah. Remind me what Booming Blade does. It does a uh, hey um nineteen plus. And why'd you roll six. twice? He has He's advantage because right next to I'm him. next to him. Okay. Direwolf grants pack tactics. So it grants pack tactics to If him. I am within five feet of the enemy, then he gets advantage. Very cool. I like it. Um, so yeah, uh, twenty-five to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> And Booming Blade, if they move from where they are, they take an extra D8 of damage. Um, but that is on top of the D8 of damage that my cleaver already does. Okay. So that is 10. Wow, okay. And a D8 if they happen to move. Only the wolf has pack tactics. Yeah. The wolf has advantage on an attack roll against a creature if at least one of the wolf's allies is within five feet. It doesn't, it doesn't that, grant it to somebody else. It's just you have it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then never mind. I, I missed. Okay. okay. So I thought you as a rogue had something like that. If you're within no, I get I get sneak attack if you're within five feet. I don't get advantage. I get sneak attack if I have advantage, and I get sneak attack if you were standing next to me. Cool. Which he was. Yeah. So you but do. I missed still. So if you are within five feet, I have advantage on the attack. Yeah. But right. you don't grant that to other people. Yeah. Okay. And sneak attack is, is not advantage. Sneak attack is extra damage. Sneak right. attack is gained from having advantage or having a, an ally nearby. Gotcha. But an ally nearby does not necessarily mean advantage. Gotcha. I'm sorry to retcon that, but I do want to do it right. Yeah, I figured so it out. You yeah. come in and you give them a, you, you go to slice and the doppelganger is able to like bat your hand away right before it hits their leg. Well, the, the original roll was 11. That didn't hit. That does not hit. Okay. Sorry. All right, so you're right there in front of him. Do you want to do anything else? Move out the way? Uh, or anything like that? No. Not trying to suggest that's what you should do? Nope. Grim, it's your turn, sir. Um, all right, so yeah, I, I'm running outside, and as I do that, I say, um, everybody stay here, and I, I make it... Um, can I tell which one is uh, Fatty? Um, yeah, one of them is... Uh, sorry, the one on the right is... 
he looks a little more out of breath, and he it's like kind of slunched over. You can tell it's a little bit more worse for the wear. A little, a little worse for the wear, not more worse. One of them um, has a chunk missing out the leg. Yeah, and one of them has a chunk missing out the leg, which did not. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Fatty. Okay, um, as you left, everybody like you said, don't do anything or whatever, or stay in here, and mm-hmm. everyone looks at you like, who's this guy? <laughs> what, like, what? Why are you saying that? Oh, I'll show them. Um, I'll show them. Thirteen's not gonna hit. Thirteen's not gonna hit. Didn't a thirteen hit in the match? No. Mm. Did not. Okay. All right. So what? Did, what were you doing? Um, they're two feet taller. So I was. Well, is Fatty two feet taller? No, he's about a couple in, a couple inches taller. Okay. Well, I was just. I was gonna try to go for the head again. Okay. So, so you jump uh, up running, the... running into his space and like jump and try to. Gotcha. So he kind of like he is able to kind of move his head out of the way. So yeah, Oak or not, uh, Grim comes running through the uh, brick wall, jumps up in the air and tries to punch him. So you're all in the same space now. I just want you to visualize what you just said. Yeah. He comes running through a brick wall. Yeah, but <laughs> not like yeah. Sadly, the bricks don't fly everywhere. It's just a illusory brick wall, but still, still very cool. Still cool. All right, so you guys are all together. Um, I don't know if there's any communication you want to happen, or if you want to continue the fight. Arlo, it is your turn. If Graham is finished, uh, I can't so much communicate right now. Um, yeah, also, yeah, Grim. There's a wolf outside, but not Arlo. I, I know he's a druid. Okay, yeah, I, I, I assume. I, I, there was yeah. a toad earlier. Sure, you're there right. Was a toad. So, um, are you within five feet of him? Yeah, I didn't move. Okay, so yeah. that was a 12. That's not going to do it. 12, not going to do it. And seven, not going to do dude. it. So, Rough. yeah. All right, so you're all just whiffing. Yeah, everybody is having a bad day. So this it's, is yeah. a weird thing that's happening. It's just you guys are all bound up, and every like there's punches coming in, and there's blades going around, but just none have found a connection yet because there's a lot of com- there's a lot of confusion, a lot of a uh, lot of just movement going on. Hard to hard to get a grab on somebody. But it looks amazing. It does look pretty cool. Uh, Arlo, are you finished, or is there anything else you can do? Uh, that's all I got right now. Okay, Doppelganger, again, he's Doppelganger 1 is still very upset with you, trying to hit, because you took a bite out of his leg. Ooh. Uh, 14 is going to hit-ish? Just yes, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he's going to do... Um, 8 damage to you on that one. He's going to smack the wolf. Boom. So his fist comes... Um, or its fist comes down on you and hits you one time, and then it's going to try to run and hop over the fountain and kind of get put the fountain between y'all and him. So yeah. it's running. Do I get an attack mm-hmm. opportunity? You do. I do as well, don't I? Yeah, you'll both get an attack opportunity. Okay, sweet. Hey. All right, 20, not net. Not net. That'll definitely hit. All right, and I'm going for the leg, I guess. 17 demos. Holy crap. What are you rolling with a 17? What's the it's damage? It's a 2d6 plus 3. Dang, direwolves, they do good. Uh, so. Huh? For two, a bite, 2d6 two two plus 3? This f- 15 at max. Yeah. Yeah. You got 17? 15? No. You said 17. Are you rolling Gary? No. <laughs> I mean, you saw it. Yeah, I saw the number come up. I just, I mean, if it's 2d6 plus it 3, though. I'll re roll right. it. I mean, take 8. Okay. No, I, I, I mean, we'll do... For, if it rolled a 17 for something, we'll, we'll give you max damage on that one. No, because... I mean, he's right. That doesn't sound right. So, yeah. maybe maybe I hit the... I might have hit the attack roll instead of the damage. So, just take 8 now. Okay. 
I was about to say that's quite a bite. Yeah. Um, we'll do eight damage. Good call. All right. So. All right. So you bite the doppelganger runs past you, and you get a a, a bite out of its ankle as it goes by. Um, Jack, are you also attacking of opportunity? I am. Sixteen to hit. Sixteen will hit. Fourteen damage. Fourteen Boom. damage. Heck yeah, dude. Very cool. Now we're doing some kind of something. Also, as it runs past, uh, you you get a you turn around and do with your cleaver. I mean, unless you tell me where you want to hit him, I'll I'll insert that. Um, I guess he's running away, so I guess right in the back. Okay, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You just do you, you just jam your cleaver right in the spine of this thing, and it it folds back as it runs and like stumbles and trips over the over the fountain, and it, it splashes into the fountain, and it's like. Icky black blood is oozing into the fountain. Ooh, it's, um, it's laying there, and it's like reaching and trying to pull itself out and going no. Um, <clears throat> so dop- that's doppelganger one's turn. Doppelganger two is going to turn around and try to attack Grim and try to get some revenge. He's going to roll an eighteen to hit. And he's going to roll, ooh, yikes, that's nine damage. Oh, I'm not feeling too great. <laughs> so he comes down and, like, slams you on the head with his fist. And you, like, <clears throat> hit So the other one's prone? Yeah, it's in the fountain. Okay. And this one also is going to, he's not going to go into all space. He saw what happened <laughs> there. But he is going to, um, he's going to get out of, try to run from Grim. He's, like, going to slam you one good time and then run away and try to get to its brother or sister or whatever it's. If you don't have a gender, what do you call... Alright, there. Let's it, quick question. They, it, it was a female as its thing, so I think we should just call it her and him. Okay, that's fine. That I'm, I'm just, this is more of a general life reality question. Imagine you are siblings, but each of you have chosen to say that we do not have where a gender. What's the word for that? Sister, brother? You're a sibling? Yeah. It's sibling. That's me. I mean, that's all you can say, I guess. Um, so it runs over there to its sibling. Between Sister, them, it, whatever. it's whatever they want it to be, yeah, I it, suppose. It runs 20, over to her. 22 to hit. It takes 8 damage. Yeah, it definitely takes 8 damage. So, uh, what do you do on a way out as it runs past you? Um... I'm just I'm gonna try to punch. Um, I was I imagine I didn't turn to face it. I just like landed and stayed there. So I'll just I'll just turn and hit it. Okay, as it comes by, maybe like an elbow, good elbow at it, maybe in the ribs. So you hit it as it way by and says, "Ah, not again!" And it runs over to the fountain, and it like steps into the fountain and it like picks up the the sister. It picks it picks her up and says like, "Come on, we have to kill him. I'm not finished yet." And then the sister says it like. Okay, as like blood runs down their back, and like the fountain is now filling with this black blood, um, rough light. Like this is all happening very quickly, but there are lights on in the windows now. There are people like looking down, watching um, this fight. Specifically, like that. Yeah. Uh, um, whose turn is it now? It is Jack's turn. So she's not prone is anymore. It no longer prone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they both doppelgangers went. Have I gone? You're after Jack. You, you go after oh. me. I thought you were first. That's why. No, Arlo, Arlo, doppelganger, doppelganger, Jack. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. I'm gonna dash in. Okay. And. I mean, you you don't have to dash. You're within. Uh, Thirty feet of them. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna run in. Yeah. And uh. Outside of the fountain, <clears throat> are you jumping in there with them? I mean, the fountain's not huge, but. You might have to step into the fountain to be able to reach and attack them. So the other one jumped into the fountain? Yeah, jumped into the fountain and lifted her up. So now they're again side by side, and right. he's like standing her up as you get there. Yeah, I'll 
I'll be wherever I have to be to hit him with a cleaver. All right, so you step into the – you, like, run. I picture you, like, do a little hop over the wall that gets you into the fountain, cool-like. And then, like, your cape, your cowl, whatever you wear, like, uh, it's like a it's like a duster coat or, yeah. like, a black, nice. long-tailed coat thing. Uh, flows in the breeze as you you vault over this thing and you attack with your cleaver. Hey, Who are you uh, attacking? Brother the, or sister? The, sister look, it's, looks far worse. Yeah. Uh, we've been bad. on her for the whole time, so kind of leaving the other one for him because he said he wanted to. Grim, how are you looking, by the way? Terrible. Not, not good. I have one health. 18. Yeah, bleeding. Grim, Grim, that last hit, like, there's blood coming down your head. Like, you're dazed. 18 with Boomin' Blade. 18 will hit with Boomin' Blade. Right, so. 11. 11 damage? Yeah, and if she moves, she takes another D8. Alright, I'm going to retcon what you did to get over... I mean, unless you unless you have in your mind a cool way to kill her, I'd have a cool, cool way if you want to describe it. Go for it. Alright, so you instead of vaulting over it, you, take, you jump left foot onto the wall of the fountain, and you can't reach up there with your hand to her neck, but you jump up, and... As you jump up, you like go around her shoulder and grab, like grab her shoulders and bring the cleaver across her neck, and then like ride her down to the the water. And she splashes down as the. Uh, I really hate personifying the death of anything with the with she in it. Like that makes me really like that makes me uncomfortable a little bit. But it's, I mean that's just that's I think myself getting out. Uh, but you like myself. You, you slit the doppelganger's throat and ride it down to the fountain and slam it and like water and blood splashes out the sides of the fountain. Did you say there's like a fair amount of mist created by the fountain? <laughs> no. Okay. Unless you... Why? Don't worry about it. You said no, so continue. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a splash, but I wouldn't say it's a mist. Okay. I thought you were trying to point out the wet dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry about that. My ability, I think he's talking I can... about like the fountain itself is making like a mist. Yeah. Well, yeah, just let me know what your ability is and I'll see if we can... Well, no, I mean, I, if... If it's lightly obscured, I can use that to hide, and then I'd gain. Oh yeah, there's not enough mist to hide. Yeah, yeah. you can hide. You can. I mean, like light fog is enough to for Jack to hide in. I still, yeah, I wouldn't say this fountain is creating a mist that can conceal you, but they're also, I mean, if you want to like slam her in the water, then duck behind the outside of the fountain, you could conceal yourself there. Right. You want to do that? Yeah. Hide. Is that an extra action, or is that a? That's Mm -hmm. your rogue thing. That's my cunning action. Cool. All right, so God, this is a cool move. <laughs> like, I would, like you run, Go jump Kratos. up, jump up, gra- grab her, slay her throat, ride her to the uh, to the water, splash down, and then like like a phantom, a, a phantom, you just go over the side and you're gone. It's very cool, very cool move. And thank you, me. <laughs> uh, so Grim, it's your turn, sir. Um. When sorry, when uh, the that happened, the mm-hmm. doppelganger fatty is like he's this. It's all well, that can, happened. It's all he. <laughs> it's all he can take. He's speechless. The, the, as speechless as a doppelganger. Like these things are really scary looking, but he's that hurt. That hurt him. Um, I was trying to think of something cool to say, so I'm not going to do that because I couldn't. <laughs> so um, Grim's just gonna like wipe some of the blood off of him and then like. I guess he's, I'm going to use Channel Divinity, uh, Path to the Grave. You mm-hmm. curse a creature with vulnerability to one attack until the end of your next turn. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and use that. Does um, that double damage? Yo, yes, it does. Ooh. Nice. Um, what does that look like? What's that spell look like you doing that? I'm, I'm imagining, like, since his, his power or whatever is, like, purple in color, it's just like he's 
kind of emanating like yeah. a, a pillar of light around him of purple light mm. and then he like points the the bloody hand at the, nice. the doppelganger cool the doppelganger feels it and like turns I feel like like ghostly hands just coming up out of the ground like kind of wisping at his ankles like we're ready to pull you down you finished Grim? <laughs> um yeah okay Harlow your turn sir alright What's the situational awareness here? Because people have been moving around quite a bit. Uh, situational awareness, there is a dead doppelganger in the fountain. Got that one. Uh, you assume that Jack is somewhere on the opposite side of the fountain, but you do not see him. Okay. Grim is standing very close to you, almost like kind of right behind you. You are about 15 feet away from the fountain where the other doppelganger is standing. I'm going for it. Okay. So going in for another bait. Crit fail. Ooh, rough. With rough it. times. So you 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 go and leap off the thing, and you you go to leap and try to bite his the this doppelganger's neck, and the doppelganger is able to like kind of grab you and like push you down into the fountain, but not like hurting you or anything, just pushing you off. Like, boom! I'm gonna stay right there, and I'm just like baring teeth and just yeah. growling at it. What? Like your wet fur hangs down, and water drips, and water and slobber drips from your teeth as you're ready. Um, and uh, it's his turn. Um, he go. He picks up the sister's dead body, or sister sibling. Um, not really a sister because they they really are genderless. Like they're most of the time. Sorry. You brought this up eight times. <laughs> it's just it feels funny. Because uh, I don't know what they need to be called. But he picks the Creature. he picks the sibling yeah. up and grabs it and says, "We gotta get out of here." <clears throat> and as he does she that, did. <laughs> the nearest person to you, like, yeah, he, he picks her up and, like, there's a giant wound, like, her head almost, like, flops back, but he's in a daze. And uh, near him is uh, Wolfie Boy Arlo, and he goes to, like, slam his fist down twice on you. On me? Mm-hmm. He's going to, uh, he's going okay. to miss the first one. In his anger, what's your AC? 14. Yeah, in his anger, he misses you both times. Um, he just slams by you, and you, like, dodge both times. He just slams the ground around you, uh, and he uses his movement to drag her out of the fountain. And um, Leaving out. my area? Uh, yeah, leaving your area. And mine. I'm right there in the fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. hidden, though. So. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to get out of there. I mean, I guess these doppelgangers really aren't a prize to the whole opportunity attack thing. They don't really... They haven't, they're adolescents. They haven't experienced much combat. They thought they were big and bad. Um, so he's going to try to drag, pull the sibling out and drag towards the the entrance to this courtyard that goes out to the street that's on the opposite end from where you came in. Um, and so I guess you both get an attack by opportunity. Arlo? Well, I was going to say, since he's like passing over the fountain wall... Yeah, he's gonna, he's stepping right over you. You're like right there. Sweet. And I'm Crunch hitting, so... Uh, take a... 17 will hit, yeah. but I have advantage since I'm hidden, so might as well. Oh, it was great for you. It hit the 20 and then it oh, bounced back to the 1. Um, uh, either way, uh, sneak attack and the other damage. Oh, sneak attack, dude. So, 9 plus 4, 13. Right, 26 he's damage. He's dead. Oh, yeah. It's doubled because he has the double damage put on Good it. Lord. He's All dead. Right. He's dead. How do you kill him? What does huh? it look like? I guess if he's, he's stepping over me. Yeah. I guess, like, as soon as he, like, passes over me, like, I come up behind him with, like, an upward swing, like, 
straight up the spine. Yeah, split his back open. Yep. You split his back open down. Spatchcock him. Yeah, you spatchcock him down to the bone. His back splits open and blood like just gushes out of his back. And he like turns to you and like as the life leaves his eyes. And he's like... Uh, makes a last lifeless gasp and then they both fall down and he his body lays backward on the ground like kind of sitting up against the wall of the fountain with his arms draped in and the sibling is like laying on his chest with her neck open and there's blood everywhere and you're out of combat hey I'm gonna heal myself for two points okay I'm gonna Grim's turn, looking bad I'm gonna turn back into an arm alright so and, uh, you stand up Yep, and I am going for Graham. I'm going to do the old cure wounds. Did he attack you after you got in the courtyard? Or were uh, you just already injured? No, he attacked me when I got in the courtyard. And I am out of first level spell okay. slots. Graham, you are healed for five points. Hey, five looking great now. Like for y'all to Thank you, Arlo. <laughs> so I I, uh, I have um, healing I like hand. five points takes you from near death to looking good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's about half health. I know. I'm just saying um, that I, I think it's funny that our health is that low. Yeah. Well, hey, man, hang in there. We can't lose you. You did yep. good back there. Thank you. So did you. Nice wolfing action. Mark. There. I was just winging it. Um, and as, as I'm speaking, I go over to grab um, Fatty, and I'm going to drag him back through the casino. Um, before you do that, excuse me, before you make it over there, as you guys were healing, uh, you heard from behind you at the casino door, you said, What on earth is going on out here? It is the sound of Betty's voice. Oh, good. I don't need to drag this thing back through the casino. That was going to be messy. I'll tell you what. Load it on the frog. Never drag anything like that back to the casino. What is... Uh, what is happening? I reach into my vest and pull out the uh, the LID badge. We're from oh. the LID. You know? Ah. Pretty terrible for you, technically, but... Terrible for me? Why is that? Illegal gambling, madam. Oh, yes. I'm not worried about that. Marlo has found a piece of chalk and he's trying the best to outline these things. I'm I'm not worried about the gambling thing. Um, So, are these perps or you just killing things in the courtyard? Bit of column A, bit of column B. Mostly column A. They are definitely perps. Okay. What'd they do? Were Um, they in the casino this whole time? Yeah, this one I'm holding is fatty. Interesting. Yeah. That would explain his great strength. Um, You didn't see fatty disappearing? Disappearing? No, I mean, I, I have lots of things to do in the casino. I, I, I was a little I bit busy. Granted. I didn't see anyone disappear. I did I did see Fatty run out the door and Grim sell everyone to stay inside. That's why I came outside. Well, there you go. Solve yeah, problems. Like a granted, crowd of people. Yeah, so. granted, granted, you were only out here about 30 seconds before I came out. And now they're dead, so. True. Um, so, perps. I suppose, uh, as you're saying, the... the uh, as you're having this conversation, you guys remember in your training uh, that um, part of what the LID does, whenever you have perpetrators in custody, whenever you have bodies or whatever, um, you have what is called a calling stone. Um, <laughs> it's they're a call stone. It's they're called call stones. Um, they're used to call back to headquarters whenever the whenever you finish cases or um, you have things you need to be picked up or whatever. Um, and so when you crush them in your hand, they emit a light blue puff of smoke, and um, that notifies headquarters that they need to send somebody out to your location. Uh, so you have those in your pockets, and you remember that that is something that you have, and that was part of your training. 
Um, it's not uh, something that we discussed use until it. now until you didn't need it. Uh, you use hey, yours. Remember move. that thing that we had? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I should probably do something yeah, about that. Yeah, the thing. Ah mm-hmm. oh, yes. Sadly, this isn't my first time we've had something like this happen at the casino. Certainly never on this level. Normally it's just fights outside, but I've never had two doppelgangers just killed in my fountain before. I'm doing the wrong voice. I've never had two doppelgangers killed in my fountain before. Good thing it didn't happen tonight. We only killed one in the fountain. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's correct. Thank, yeah, thank, thank you, Jack Law. I appreciate that, Jack. Um, but I, I have to say, you handled this pretty well. I, I, I suppose you could have... You could have outed them in the casino and sprayed my whole casino full of doppelganger blood. So I, I appreciate that. And you, the night is young. You seem, you seem like capable investigators. Huh? I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. If not a little bit, if not a little bit violent. But I suppose if it was you or them, I'd rather it be you. Yep, yeah, I, I do as well, Betty. What, uh, what have these things done? They've. Should we tell them? Uh, tell her? I feel like it'd be confidential information. Uh, we'd have to leave that. Man, that's, confidential. that's confidential information. We can't. We can't be sharing. Very well. I'll find out some other way. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate you for. I assume these things. It was only a matter of time before something bad happened in the, in the casino. So I, I very much appreciate it. Um, and by this time, you are you crushing your soul, your call stone, not your soul. Right. Stone. I, I did that a while ago. Okay, so the puff of blue smoke happened. So I would imagine maybe you even did it after after you guys downed the two doppelgangers, maybe. So as you're having this conversation, a, f- a friendly and familiar face uh, appears, um, and it's Timney, Timney Furlish from our first episode. He, I gotta pee again. Okay. Well, we'll cut. Hold. So yeah, you recognize Timney coming into the courtyard, and Timney Furlish, that is the deputy director of the LID, the Lonesome Investigator Department, and um, he uh, he walks into the thing and he has two uh, door. It's busy out there. Trucks. Two, Couple of tie fighters. Two uh, yeah, two <laughs> two dwarven uh, LID kind of guards with him. They have on uniforms, um, and he says. Well, good job, fellows. Good job indeed. Uh, it seems you found the culprits. Would you mind explaining what happened? Yeah, yeah they died. They, yes, I understand the doppelgangers died. Oh, okay. They uh, kidnapped and tortured and eventually killed uh, two townsmen. Ah, uh, yes, we did get your word that uh, we, we, we went and notified uh, the families of uh, Corgus and the other one, not Corgus. Corgus is the, de- is the director. Forcus is the person we notified. His wife, as well as the other one, I do not remember their names, but we notified their wives that they had, they had expired. Uh, but we did go to James' house, and we saw that he was getting along li- nicely with his new wife, Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth, Beth, whose na- full name is Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, things were going well there, so we did get your word. We get your word. We got your word that you did find the missing men. Um, so uh, these doppelgangers were behind it. Yes. And why are you here in this courtyard? What brought you here? The doppelgangers. This, the doppelgangers. this is where we tracked them to. This courtyard here. And I look back at Betty. They were regulars of the what's it called? Shady Maple. Of the Shady Maple. Um, yes. And he walks over to Betty and he like says, "Hello, Betty. How do you how do you do?" And she says. I'm doing well, Timmy. How are you doing? And they kind of shake hands and get, do pleasantries or whatever. I killed them. <laughs> um, uh, and they, they look like they know each other fairly well. Um, it's not like a 
whatever. Also, he called her by Betty and not by her full name. Her actual Bethlehem. name. Yeah. Lavetra. Well, her, 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 that, she told you that was a code name last mm. time. Um, so he kind of gives her a knowing pleasantries or whatever, says her, calls her by her little casino name. Um, and he says, well, I'd consider this a job well done, boys. Thank you very much for your work. Very successful first case. Indeed, thank you. Well, one guy survived, two died, and there's two dead bodies. Well, they had been gone for quite a while, uh, the the missing men. So we we expected them to be dead. I mean, it's it, the 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 wildwood is a dangerous place. Um, it is reasonable that they would have been dead. But we are very appreciative of your service. Uh, when you make it back to headquarters, you will receive your pay. Uh, go Excellent. to Doris at the window, and she will re- you will receive your stipend, your pay for this case, uh, because that is how we pay you here uh, for the Lonesome Investigative Department. Congratulations, John. You're, you're no longer rookie detectives. You've got your first case under your belt, and we very much appreciate it. Um, we're sorry that it did have to end in the deaths of these two creatures, but when it comes to the safety of the people of Lonesome, as well as to the people of the surrounding regions, uh, we pull out all, we pull out all the stops, if you will. There are no holds barred. Uh, it would seem there are also no cuts to the neck or back barred as well. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is not bother. These these were evil creatures. Yep, indeed. Um, uh, you're free to. <coughs> it's it's late at night. I imagine you've had a rough evening. If you'd like to get some rest, uh, feel free to return to the barracks at headquarters, or if you would like to go home, if you live nearby or have a place to stay, uh, or do whatever it is you please for the evening. You're off work. You're off duty. Fantastic. Thank you for coming to. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely, that's my job. I, I honestly, is, I don't usually come out on these, and certainly the director not, doesn't usually come out. But whenever I heard exactly where you were, I figured I'd get a chance to come by and. See an old, or uh, see a, I shouldn't say old friend, see a friend and uh, check out these, these rookies and see what they've done. So you've done a great job. Thank you. Oh. And he, he turns, whenever he, you say that, um, he, like, go, he shakes all of your hands and he goes to the fountain and he says, uh, Does he address the kinku? No, that's, that's what I was, I was getting to. Oh, I guess, yeah, he walks as over. He's, as he's walking back over to the thing, the. The Kinku, I guess, is still inside. So, because oh, okay. I told him here, hold on to this. So, um, yeah, we didn't. I, we didn't talk about him following. I'm gonna slip yeah. back through the wall. So okay. I'm gonna go back inside. Yeah, I guess we will say he did stay. Dang it, I didn't, I didn't realize he probably should have come with you. But yeah, you slip back inside, and the Kinku is waiting. Um, he says, "Master, come on, friend." I want to. I want to take the restraint thing or whatever it is off of him. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, while you're in there, you want to do it outside or? In here is fine. Okay, so you're in the casino and... I uh, follow uh, I follow Arlo as he goes in because I have no business outside. Okay, yeah. It's, at, it's um, as you're leaving or whatever, uh, Timney, uh, Betty Betty also says, Well, it was good to see you, Timney. I have to get back inside and make sure every, everyone's okay. He says, It was very good to see you as well. Uh, and they... Yeah, Arlo's not one for like ceremony. He's just like, he's got something to do. So. Sure. Is there uh, exit from the courtyard that does not... Go back through the maple? Yeah, it goes um, out the other way. Okay, I'm going to um, go that way. Okay, uh, so Grim and Arlo are in the the casino. You take the ring and uh, you grab the... Uh, having the ring on you allows you to take the collar off. Mm. And you take the collar off and Burb says, Ooh, Burb free, Burb free, free, not slave, slave, not slave. <clears throat> Put it back up now. And he quite, and he quite, <laughs> He's very excited. He's like hopping up and down. He's very excited. And he says, um, Master, no? No. No, Master. 
Come on, come on, friend. <clears throat> if you want to, you make your own decisions now. I give him the ring and the collar. So. Yeah, he's hold, he holds those and he, he says, slaps the collar on you. <laughs> <laughs> come on, friend. No, he holds them and he, he does say, uh, he says, he like kind of looks there at himself and he says, Master. <laughs> and then um, he tosses the collar. <laughs> he like just tosses it back into the casino. I did grab it. <laughs> yeah, and he puts the ring in his pocket. Um, and he says, like, he kind of gets a little bit closer to you and he says, Come on, friend. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's the Kinku will be following you now and being wherever you go for now, Kinku's probably be following for right now. That'll work. Um, so you guys, are you going back out? Uh, yeah, I guess we're going. I'm I'm going back to the barracks because I, I have no place to stay. Yeah, that way would be back the way Jack was going as well. So you guys are Jack. I mean Arlo and uh, Burb. Uh, Burb leaves. Arlo and Burb leave the casino and you guys are walking and you see Jack as he moves to go out of the uh, yeah Jack is in 0% hurry right now so yeah, they're walking strolling. with any pace they'll catch up hmm? maybe no. Grim, are you staying you coming uh, no I, I pick up the collar and I, I follow um, Arlo and, and Burb and as we pass Betty I guess I give her like a nod okay she says well it was a pleasure having you at the casino this evening hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see more of each other in the days or weeks of whatever to come. Maybe we'll see each other again. Perhaps. Perhaps we will. Nope, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I well, want to get in on that Frog Jump Championship whenever that is. It will be a while from now. It's a new mm-hmm. game, but come back next. Come back in a while and we might have a championship. I didn't know that was you. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I shall assume uh, you have dealings with the LID on a frequent basis. One could say. I have a lot of friends. But she doesn't. She doesn't say that to you threateningly, and she doesn't say that to you as if she's getting one over on you. She mm-hmm. says that genuinely as I have a lot of friends. Um, I apparently have misjudged this place. For that poss- I, I apologize. And she she gives you a very genuine smile and says, "It's possible that you have." And I'll I'll leave it at that. I'm gonna leave. Okay. Cool. Um, so more nodding. Nodding, nodding. For ten minutes. So yeah, you guys all catch up. You're back together for the hey. sake of not splitting the party up. You're back together, walking down the street. So, any discussion about what's happened or anything or any type of role play? Where are you guys headed? Let me know. Hey guys, I was a big old frog. You were. That was cool. We all worked fairly well together. Uh, indeed, that was quite an adventure, and I like. I, I imagine I'm in the middle, and I, sure. I pat their backs. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and again, Burb says Burb. He then a lot. He's he's as he's going, he would say Burb, Burb Master, Burb. <laughs> you too, Burb. Congratulations yeah. on becoming free. I think this team could work well going forward. Should we choose to continue our line of work? I have no qualms with that. That was my plan anyway. Fair enough. I'm still looking for Master Briar, so might as well. I got nothing else to do, and I think uh, I think we can watch after each other pretty pretty good. Agreed. Okay, so you guys are walking. Where are you headed? To the 
You like headed back to headquarters? Yeah. To the okay. edge of the horizon. So it's nighttime, uh-huh. very dark, not a whole lot of light on the streets. There's two light uh, street lamps, torches lit, so you guys make your way back to the We're going back to Burke's place. <laughs> you got you you guys make your way back to the uh, inner cir- the inner circle of the city, which is where the L I D headquarters is, back to the, the rich part of town. Uh, you make it to that inner courtyard where we had the market we talked about there's a marketplace there. Um, the gov- the constable's manor is on one portion of that square. The library the library is there, so you go in, you see all those and you as you go into the square you notice <coughs> that at the constable's manor there's a big there's a lot of excitement, a lot of partying happening that seems to you can kinda hear some music from that direction. There's lots of lights on. It seems to I mean there by this time of night there are several wealthy looking people kinda stumbling out of the gates and uh, a little bit uh, intoxicated and trying to make their way home. The market is definitely shut down for the evening. The dancing lights that normally light the the marketplace are, are all but gone. Most of the vendors are gone. There may be some people tidying up um, as it goes. The market tends to go late into the night sometimes. And so you guys make that right. You go past the library uh, and you are back in LID headquarters and you're looking down the hallway with the uh, janitor closet to your left. The <coughs> laboratory slash restroom doors are on your right. Uh, as you go forward to your left is uh, the the window with the um, uh, where Doris is and, and she's back there and she's kind of she kind of has a little place to stay back there at a little bunk whenever people are out on, on assignment she has to stay until they get back in uh, to make sure everybody gets paid in a timely fashion so they lock the door from the outside and yeah. she can't escape so Doris is kind of Grim is grateful she's kind of snoring back there in her little uh, cot as you walk in and the the lights of the in the place are very dim the, the so this lens, is like, like a little window in the wall yeah yeah kind of like a bank I can see like Arlo would like walk up but like you can only see like this much of him so yeah I knock on the, the glass. Doris! <laughs> well, hello, handsome. <laughs> she sits up out of her bed. How do you do on this fine late evening? I do very well. <clears throat> I'm glad you're back. We're just waiting for you. Did you succeed? Uh, we did, actually, yes. All right, here's your pay. And she drops some. Um, no verification needed. Yeah, she, uh... They actually said double. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, that no. difficult. I got word from Timney. I got word. Don't worry. Uh, she sets three, uh, like, velveteen bags velveteen. on the counter. And she uh, says, all right, that'll be 30 gold coins each that you get for completing this. Well done. Oh, boy. Thank you, Doris. Wow. That's like retiring money. She also says, prologue complete. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. I, oh. <laughs> Wait, Doris, before you go back to sleep. Yes, honey. Does the LID happen to have an armory? An armory? No, not particularly. We kind of let no. people grab things from the, the market, okay. what they need. I mean, not everybody here is a fighter. Com- combat specialist. A lot of people here just find out bad things that go wrong. Little Going ac- cockney. Little accent <laughs> change there. I'm tired. I'm tired. I like to go back to sleep. No. What in the world? Thank you. No. Thank you for the information. And You're I, welcome. I am, and I, I step to the side. Like to watch you. I like to watch you leave. Please don't. <coughs> also, she can't see anything because he's wearing like a. The trench coat that goes oh. down to his knees. Still, you're handsome. 
All right. Up the cows. Arlo's tired, so. All right. So you guys go upstairs. You take your money. You go upstairs. There's a. There's several rooms to bunk in. Um, really, the the most anyone ever goes out in teams on the, in the LID is usually three. So there's about like there's usually like one twin bed and then a bunk bed, a set of bunk beds in each bunk room. <clears throat> so like there's usually about three to a room if they want to be. Um, but there's plenty of open rooms. Not everybody stays at headquarters. Uh, so you guys are free to stay in the same room or go to separate rooms or really do whatever it is you want to do. <coughs> separate room. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to separate rooms? Burp, burp can chill with me. Okay. Burp. Come on, burp. friend. He says, come on, friend. Uh, so you guys enter your rooms and you want to take a long rest. Yes. Yeah. Y'all sleep for the rest of the night. I could use some of that long restfulness. Unless Was there's a prologue completion, a level up kind of. Yes, you guys level up. You guys yeah. level up after the doppelganger fight, and you are now level three. How long will it take for us to level up? I'm done. Xenus. Okay. Uh, huh. I take a minute. Okay, I'm gonna it? cut real quick while we level Hit up, that, and then we'll finish out the video in a moment. You will experience a brief cut, and we're back from our cut. We were back. It was a brief cut. Now everybody to level three. Congratulations. Congratulations, level three boys. I feel empowered. All right, so the sun comes up, and you guys are awake. I imagine you have exited your rooms, maybe. Maybe all at the same time. Or does anybody tend to wake up early? Grim is an early riser. All right, so Grim... Gotta gotta sneak up on them logs. So, yeah, so, yeah, Grim... Huh? Elves don't Arlo need is to sleep. an early riser. Arlo is also an early riser. Jack, yeah. how are you? You sleep late? Uh, elves don't need to sleep. All right. Well, <laughs> well they have to enter a trance-like state for yeah, four they, hours. Yeah, they meditate deeply. So. Okay. Well, then, cool. Everybody walks out of their rooms at the same time for the sake of uh, RP and ease. Uh, so you guys... <laughs> Arlo just sees everybody walk out at the same time. like, well, that's weird. <laughs> Indeed. My plan today is to go buy some, some armor. You got any money? I won last night. Just make it sure. <laughs> Alright, so you guys walk down the stairs. Um, Shouldn't you be giving some of that to him, though? You offered some to me because I lost, but he's the one that helped you out. Shouldn't you offer him some? I was going to, but I we just kind of glossed over it. Okay. <laughs> um, I did not. Was but Jack now, saying that? Was, was no, no. Uh, that's me, Bryce, saying okay. that. It'll, it'll happen. I got, I got it. Alright, so you guys walk down the stairs... Mm. Um, and as you walk down the stairs, you're looking down the hallway. The, this, this hallway goes, uh, you're looking directly at the kind of glass window because the hallway is like a, it goes down away from you, then makes the left to go out of the main doors. Uh, on the left of this wall is the door, are the doors to Corgus Bach, the director, and Timney Furlish, the deputy director's offices. On the right is a door to the auditorium that you were in at the very beginning of the campaign. Um, so kind of down a ways is the door to Corgus, Corgus Bach's office, uh, Director Bach. Uh, and outside of that door, you see another familiar face again. Somehow, Betty seems to be worming her way into your life somehow. She is standing at the door of Corgus Bach's office, Director Bach. And she is. it looks like she's exchanging goodbyes with him. Uh, she, he's a dwarf, so she leans down and she gives him a hug, and she says, I'll see you soon, um, and she goes to walk away. But before she walks away, she turns and looks at the three of you, as well as Burb, and she gives you a, not a the wink of desire, but a, like a, 
Hey, we know each other. Wink. Um, Good morning, Betty. <laughs> Good morning. How's your legal casino go? <laughs> <laughs> Do you say that? <laughs> She says, good morning, boys. Good to see you again. And she walks away and heads out the door. Morning. And as she says that, uh, Director Bach leans out of his door and says, Aha! Just the three men I wanted to see. Scatter! <laughs> Would you mind joining me in my office? <laughs> Would you mind joining me in my office for a brief moment? I have a conversation I would like to have with you. Oh. All right. Fair enough. Absolutely. Okay, um, he wants to know how your first case went. So you go into his office, you walk in the door, um, and direct and to your left, in the left side of this office is a, a big bookshelf with manuals and all kind of stuff on it, and a, a big wooden desk uh, with kind of some ornate uh, oak tree carvings around the edges of it. Uh, uh, Director Bach is wearing his leather armor with the oak trees carved in it. He's wearing uh, his uh, LID badge, his... Um, his uh, iron metal uh, oak tree badge that he is has around his neck. He's wearing it. Uh, he's got his his battle axe is leaning against the wall by the door uh, as you walk in, <clears throat> and he sits down at his desk and he has three chairs arranged for you to sit in uh, as he speaks to you. And he says, "Please, please sit." He sits down. He sits sit. down on his big leather chair. I sit. Uh, I do not. You just sit down. I sit in the chair closest to the door. Okay. I cross my left leg over my right knee. Okay. Um, and cross my arms. Burb sees the open chair and he says, sit. And he sits down in the open chair. And uh, first thing Director Box says is, who is who is this? It's Burb. He's been here the whole time. That is not the case. I know that is not the case. You did not leave with Burb. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> where, where did you pick Burb up along the way? He seems uh, nice enough. He he was being uh, held captive by somebody. We we have released him from those constraints. So now he's with you. Uh, Burr. Yes. Burr. Uh, he said he leans up and says Burr, and he says, "Come here, friend." <laughs> yeah. Uh, generally, we think that means yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am Burb. <laughs> Director Bach says, uh, "Well, he seems nice enough to me. That's you do you, fellows." Uh, welcome to my office. I have some questions I want to ask you. First of all, I heard your case went well. Tell me, how did it go? A little fist bump with her. <laughs> give you a wink. As well as a case like that could go, I suppose. Indeed. Yes, there was a great, uh, a, a good deal of darkness associated with uh, dead men and adolescent doppelgangers, and we we got everything cleaned up. But I, I wanted to congratulate you on your on your first case. It's it's not so often that I send rookies out on the first day, and within. Almost 24 hours, they come back with perpetrators off the street. Well, how's, how's the happy couple? The happy couple? Yeah. I believe he means James? Yeah. And his wife, Beth. Uh, the only survivor. Uh, Elizabeth. They're doing very <laughs> well. We've sent uh, investigators over <coughs> to check up on them, and they seem to be doing very well. They're very thankful uh, that you came into the cave and found them. Uh, despite maybe, being, maybe. I believe, two of you were paralyzed by spiders, so... Yes. It seemed like it was quite a dangerous time. Yeah, but we made it look good. Very good. I'm glad you did. Did you locate the stolen valuables or at least... The get... stolen valuables. Yeah, all those people were poor. So. We, are curr- we are currently working on locating the stolen valuables. The things that they had were not of great value. Uh, we are searching some of the more seedy underbelly stores and, and merchants in the in the Green District. We, we feel sure that we will either find them or find a way to reimburse the 
uh, from government funds reimburse those who lost. I do know that at least one of them was doing rather well in the frog races and that her earnings may best be fitted to the families. We will, we will do our best. That is, that is a very good idea. We, we intend to reimburse them and uh, use some government funds to try to help them uh, deal with the loss of their husbands. That's good to hear. Though one of the wives seems to be not too caring that her husband is gone, she seems far more concerned with the reimbursement. But Indeed. To each her own. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. The reason that I've called you into this office is not at all because I want to know how the case went. I feel like I'm, I wear two hats, and I'm about to put on a different hat. That's uh, quite different. I am uh, <laughs> taking off my director Bach hat, and I'm putting on my concerned citizen and protector of Medine hat. Um, what color is it? I need to ask you some questions. He does not respond to your color thing. He, 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 he's, I need to ask you some questions. Um, first of all, I have on very good authority from a very, very close friend that you three Betty. make quite a... Yes, Betty. Just say Betty. We, we are all in on this little thing now, at least somewhat, so just Betty is fine. All right, let's calm down a little bit. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not upset, I'm just... Very well, very well, yes, Betty, yes, Betty is my friend. Betty is a very close friend of mine. Betty is, I think, a rather funny pun name for her job over at the casino. Uh, that is not her real name, but yes, Betty is a friend of mine. Um, she's, she's very close, we, we, we go back a long way. Uh, but I have, on, I have on her authority, whom I trust very much, uh, that you are a, a capable team. Uh, you... you took out two doppelgangers. Uh, you were able to move them away from the citizens. You, there was no collateral damage. Uh, I'm very impressed, and I'm also impressed with your bravery at these giant beasts that you protected the city from. So I'm very impressed, and she was very impressed as well. well. Thank you both for the compliments. So, what comes next is not LID business. And I would like, you, I would like for you to think of, it, think of it as such. What is next is Medine business. And first and foremost, most some may think that I am in the business of just being in the LID. Some people think I am just in the, per, the business of protecting lonesome, but I do far more than that. Uh, at least I would like to think I do. What follows is Medine business. I'm going to ask you three questions, each three questions, and I would like to know your honest answers. Do not answer me as a... An, no, never mind. Do not answer. Do not answer these questions as an investigator for the Lonesome Investigative Department. Hmm. Do not answer these questions as a citizen yes. of uh, Lonesome or the or the Isle of Flame. Please answer these questions as a citizen of our world. So first of all, I need to know how do you feel about the High Council? The governing. You know the High Council governs our land. You know that uh, there are ten now wizards that govern. Uh, mages that govern our world. What they are doing is wrong. I feel as though at the very least they are ill-informed the common man, or at worst intentionally negligent of the lower people. <laughs> very well. Arlo does not a big picture kind of guy. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never met him. Okay. Um, Seriously, like sure. No, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. That was yeah. that was a director Bach response. Um, my second question. Dang it, Bach. My second question is, how do you feel about the Cullings? 
Yeah, Again, that right there, that, that, that needs to, to To refresh everyone, the Cullings are, it is a legislation passed by the High Council to where on a weekly basis, uh, the Continental Army, which is an <clears throat> army of orcs that they have constructed, uh, come into cities and at random or by choice, we don't really exactly know, but they tend to target the poor and, um, and needy of the communities. They come into communities and they take a couple people uh, on a wagon away forcibly from their home uh, under the guise of they need to be enrolled in public works programs. Um, so they are splitting up families and they are taking them to what the, the propaganda is that they're going to serve Medine. They're going to serve the country and, and do it honorably. Um, but it seems that they're just doing, uh, it's, it, they're being taken for possibly slave labor. People don't want to go. Uh, so, yeah, again, sorry. How do you feel about the Cullings? Again, wrong. The Cullings, they, they are not a good thing at all. But I feel as though justice will meet those who are in charge of that. It seems to me if this council was so uh, powerful and everything and important, they could just do all this work themselves. Why do they need all these people? I think it's a bad thing. That's a good question, Arlo. I have I have one question at the I'll place at the end for based on your response, Jack. Uh, my final quest, pre-prepared question was: Should we do something about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. So, Arlo, to J- Jack, you you say that. I want to know what Burb says. Something at this isn't point. already being done. Uh, Burb says. <laughs> uh, he, being being Jer- recently released from servitude himself. Jerb Jer- uh, Jer- so mimics Jer- Jack's Jer- voice and says, Justice. <laughs> uh, and so, um, Corgus Bach, Director Bach, asked you, asked uh, Jack specifically, but open to everyone. Jack, you say that justice will meet those who perpetrate these things that think, uh, who do you believe ought to dole out that justice? Where, from where do you think it will come? <laughs> I think it will come from the people. You're right. And it already is. I've, I, I'm pleased with your answers. There are some people in here that... There are some people in the agency, there are some people in the city, most people, really, that would rather turn a blind eye to what is obviously, uh, if nothing else, enslavement of the lower class. There's, If, if nothing else, if... if if nothing else, the council has decided that they are superior to all others, that those that they're, they're rich and high magic-wielding people are more valuable than we who do not wield magic or more valuable than we who are not rich and not wealthy and not powerful, and they have decided to subjugate us into public works and enslaving uh, a whole class of people. It is wrong, and it needs to be righted. I... Based on your answers, I believe that you would be willing to join me and several others in this cause of restoring balance to our land. It is no secret, it is easy to see that balance has been thrown off in the world of Medin. Creatures are more are more aggressive. There are monsters popping up in places where monsters should not be. There are adolescent doppelgangers kidnapping people and killing them and gambling in casinos. There are... There is an army of orcs that are stealing people, men, women, sometimes children from their homes, and people are not concerned with it. Balance is thrown off. I personally, and I hope that you will too, serve an agency. Serve a underground group of people 
that we call the servants of the scale. I am more than the director of the LID. That is really more of a cover. I really use this position as a way to recruit for the servants of the scale. Our organization was started by two very dear friends of mine. I will not tell you where they are because we have not gotten to the point where I know whether I can trust you completely or not. Um, but this organization was started by two friends of mine, uh, very dear friends, and we operate with the goal of serving Medine. We want to rebalance the scales. We are servants of the scales. We want to level out the playing field from those who would do evil, who those who are doing evil, to the people of Medine. Now, my question to you is. Are you concerned enough with the state of the world that you would join us in this quest? Yes. Grim, very quick to answer. I will join you, but only to my own ends. That is, there is, there, there, uh, that is also part of the part of balance. We can't all we can't all serve the good. Sometimes we serve ourselves. Uh, I really don't care to be honest with you. I, I we need things done. We need we need hands and we need feet to do our best to fight back against the army and fight back against the council. Uh, I do not care why you do it as long as you join us and you help us to do that. First of all, join us. Second of all, do not out us towards the government because uh, that will be a frightening thing. What is nice about this situation, though, is that I have a lot of pool in the city of Lonesome as well. Based on my pool in the city of Lonesome, I kind of hold a high position in this city and it's recognized among other cities. Uh, so... If I have three rookie detectives that come out of this office and start shouting that I am part of a CD shadow organization that's trying to overthrow the government, I can really laugh that off as uh, three crazy people accusing me. Uh, you have no proof, and in case you want to do that, I'm fairly safe at this point. But, at the end of the day, I would prefer you didn't. I would much prefer that you help us with our tasks. Um, but I'm pleased that you would be willing to serve us in this way. Arlo, what say you? Well, I'm fairly sure we are three crazy people, but uh, if you think that there's something we can do to help, I say we uh, give a shot. Not only is there something for you to, that you can do to help, there's adventure in it for you. Surely you didn't see yourself living in Lonesome for the rest of your life, hunting down people who are stealing coins, who hunting down beggars and with the occasional monster fight. Surely you three look like capable adventurers. You look like you would be willing to go and travel the lands and see the world and, and help Put it back on the right axis. You have no way of knowing this, but that describes me to a T. What's your name? Corgus? Yes. Corgus? He Grim didn't ask. I, I, Zenus asked. Yeah, yeah, Corgus. Okay. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Hello. Because if you join the servants of the scale, a lot of us are older. A lot of us, a lot of us have uh, have our have our things that we are locked into doing. I so cannot speak loudly and use lots of gestures. No, I cannot go on many adventures anymore. I have this job to do. I have to find people like you who are willing to serve. But you, there will be great adventures in it, treasures even. We're no, we're we're not against you making coin off of this situation. Uh, we have things that need to be done, and we hope that you will join us on our on this task. To take us out of the city. Absolutely, yes. It will, take, it. it will take you out of the city. Uh, probably sooner rather than later, there are many things to be done. Um, let me read some more things that you might want to tell you. At the end of the day, you answered... You answered I, I was looking for, more, for stronger opinions about the Cullings, but 
Uh, it is my belief that the Cullings are ruining this world. That we are that the the council is is killing our is killing our world. The, the, this balance, the the gods did not create our world to be off balance. And the longer our world is off balance, the worse things will get, and eventually things will get irreparable. We seek to right the world, and we need your help to do that. So, first of all, I'd like to welcome you to the Servants of the Scale, something we like to abbreviate as the SOS. Boom. We, yeah, we appreciate your service. Uh, and as he does that, he takes his um, he takes his badge off and he lays it down on the table. Uh, and whenever he lays his badge down on the table, he lays it upside down. And on the back of his badge, there is uh, an engraving of that same symbol from the back of the cards in the casino. It's the, uh, the triangle uh, with a line that goes here and goes all the way through. It's almost like an umbrella, but with a little bit of shorter handle. Um, it's kind of engraved in there. So he says, your badges, please. I give it to him. So you get I everybody fish around. I have to find mine. Yeah. So everybody gets. Their, I can't wear mine. Yeah. He grabs. He grabs your badges and he um he's one by one he slides them under your de- the desk, um right on the edge and he like kicks his knee up and like it, you hear a ting and then he brings it back out and it's like now engraved with this like impression of the symbol. And he does that on all three of you. And I want says, to see some kind of doctor about that. Oh no, it's it's just an, a thing I have under the desk. It's ah. yeah, it's not a not a not a big deal. Have uh, you ever cut yourself on that? That seems rather dangerous. I've missed a couple times. I'm not perfect. He's got that same imprint all up and down his leg. Um, so he he does that for all of you. You all now have badges with these. He says. This ought to um, help you convince some other members of the Servants of the Scale that you are with us now. Um, this ought to be a, a, a useful tool for you to um, <clears throat> make sure that you are, are not looked at as common common investigators or common folk who are trying to cause trouble. But uh, for those of us who know what the symbol means, they will know uh, what it is that you do. I stuff it back in a little bag or pouch. Okay, he hands everybody your ba- their badge back. All right, so he explains. Now, it's not as simple as you're now members of the Servants of the Scale. I'm not sending you out on... Uh, you're, no, you're not exactly dignitaries of our organization yet. I don't know if I can trust you fully. Uh, you could very well have more allegiance to the Continental Army and the High Council, and you could leave these doors now and try to uh, tell them about us, so I need a little bit of proof. Normally, I will I take out my badge again, Yeah. <laughs> More than that, Arlo, I'm sorry. Normally, the, our little prove-yourself tasks aren't exactly so difficult. A lot of times I'll ask you to retrieve something trivial or uh, something that will put you in danger and test your mettle as well as to um, prove that you can and will keep a secret for us. But, sadly enough, it, it will be a little bit of an out-of-the-frying-pan-into-the-fire situation for you this time. Because I hope so. You promised adventure. This will be quite the adventure, Grim. Hopefully, you will survive it. Uh, I need some help. All of our other, uh, all of our SOS uh, members are out of the city currently. Uh, it is myself holding down the fort here. But our, uh, the people who start our, our founding members are the the ones who control the organization, the ones who uh, keep us on track. They were supposed to be coming into the city in the last couple weeks or so. Uh, I expected them to come. They sent word from FARC, which, you, as you know, is right across the bridge. There's nowhere in between here and there um, that they could have stopped. Uh, I received word from FARC a few weeks ago that they would be here uh, very soon, and I have not seen them 
they typically come straight to me. There's no reason that they would be bound up. I am very concerned that our wonderful constable of the land, Ronald Witherbranch, who you may have known or even seen about the city, uh, <laughs> I am concerned that he has captured them. Ronald, uh, if you do not know, is a brother to one of the High Council members. Um, Ronald Witherbranch is a fat man. He is a, lar- he is a, a large uh, man who loves his decadent lifestyle. He is a very powerful wizard, but he also is very, very, very concerned with how he looks being wealthy. And one of his uh, ideal concerns is uh, capturing beasts. He loves animals. Uh, and he doesn't love to <clears throat> care for animals. He loves to capture them uh, and usually mount them on his walls. Or if he finds a particular mythical beast that he enjoys, he will imprison it uh, in a dungeon uh, that we do not know where it is but we know that he takes them somewhere in the city. Um, the reason that I tell you this is because I know that the constable Ronald Witherbranch has a place to put uh, this family that is on the way here. They were bringing their two children as well with them to come and visit me so we can work out plans. Uh, they were on their way, and I am concerned that the constable has captured them. I am sorry to put you through something like this. I am sorry to ask you something so difficult for your first trial run here as servants of the scale, but without... This family that is coming here, there is very little else we can do. Um, so I am concerned that Ronald, being a brother to a high council member, uh, has somehow been given word that they were on the way here and has captured them. And I need you to rescue them, if you could. To recapture them. <laughs> I need you to re-uncapture them. Uncapture, yeah. You want us to go get them? Absolutely. We're that that is your task. Yeah. I'm going to buy armor first, and then we'll be on our way. Of course. I, Ronald Witherbranch, I may have painted him as quite the sadistic fellow. Uh, he, he does enjoy killing beasts, but I do not expect he is the kind of man to kill an innocent family, or semi-innocent family. I certainly don't believe he is the kind to kill children. So, I am not concerned that they are dead. I am merely concerned that they have been captured... Uh, with the intent of being questioned. After all, there really is no proof that they are completely behind this thing. I am very concerned, though, that they have been captured and they may be being tortured or interrogated as we speak. Uh, you have... I say this to say, as to say, I do not believe their lives hang in the balance. You have time to do as you will, make your preparations, devise a plan. Um, but I would ask that before we do any other servants of the scale business, before anyone can do any other servants of the scale business, we've got to get this family back. And I'm sorry to ask for that to be your first task. Where do you suggest we begin looking? Where is Ronald's house? He lives in the, the Constable's Manor. It is uh, rocks throw uh, this direction. You, you've you seen it from okay. the courtyard, I'm sure, from the inner courtyard of the city. All right. Oh, that was that the place we passed last night? Yeah, the Constable's Manor, yeah. So oh. he lives there in that big city block. It's a big house in the middle of kind of a, a grassy area, and it's, it's gated. Um, but you know what he's talking about. <clears throat> so that's where he lives. I do not know where he keeps the beasts that he brings back. I don't know whether he would be keeping this family in his house, or if he would be keeping them in some dungeon somewhere. We've heard tell that he does have a dungeon somewhere in the city where he keeps his uh, more prized... Uh, beast that he captures on his hunts. Um, a few things that I do know about Ronald is that uh, our constable likes to hunt. On a weekly basis he will be gone from one to two days uh, on a hunt where he will either bring back a great kill for, a, for his nightly feasts when he is here, or he will bring back 
a beast in chains, chains that he will, uh, I assume, keep for a time or forever, I'm not sure. Uh, but I do know that he typically goes on hunts every evening that he is home. He hosts great balls that he wants people to come and see his wealth and enjoy his bounty. Uh, and there are many, many wealthy folk that come to his house every evening. His house is large. He has many servants. He has many guards. It will be a difficult task, as far as I know. But again, I am very sorry. I cannot jeopardize my position to try this as well. Uh, we are out of other options. So, if you can do this, you will have my complete and utter trust. Then this we shall do. I accept. I'm already getting up out of the chair. Thank you. Thank you very like much. Like a child. Just... You are now you are members of the SOS, and you will have those benefits as well. Do not forget that you are also investigators for the LID. Sussland. In this city, yeah, in this city, you uh, those badges will. So we get paid two times. There's no pay for rescuing these people. If I have something I can scrounge up, maybe. But payment for rescuing payment for rescuing this family is the survival of the organization that you now claim allegiance to. Um, so we work two times hard, but get one pay. I never expected pay when I signed up to stop the cullings. Well, I didn't really sign up, though. It was mostly just me saying, this is wrong. I'm going to stop it. Arlo, I'm sorry about the pay, but I won't say you'll be working double. Uh, as it's more like quadruple. You will <laughs> certainly look like you're working, but as far as the LID is concerned, your cases may be over. We will have SOS things for you to do. Um, but like I said, you're, make your preparations, figure out what you're going to do. From this point on, my hands will be off. I cannot, I cannot help you. I cannot be seen helping you with this, with this issue for my anonymity's sake as a recruiter for the SOS. But do remember your badges. Your lonesome, your LID badges will get you quite far in this situation. Um, usually, peop, upstanding people are quick to talk to investigators. If I can find it. Thank I can't wear my badge. Yeah, he stands up. He stands up and he shakes your hands and he's like, look, genuinely appreciative. Like, thank you for this cause. It's not. It's not every day that we find that I find three capable warriors, capable investigators that are so willing to go up against the government and against the tyranny that we find in our current world. I now, wasn't worried about the pay. I was just worried about the logistical nature of it. That's all right, Arlo. I truly don't mind. I very much appreciate you. Now get to work. And also, as, as Burb stands up out of the chair, he says, Burb, thank you for joining these fellows. I hope, you, I hope, I hope they'll do right by you. <laughs> and Burb says, Burb. <laughs> Burb. Um, I, I give uh, Corgus the two-fingered salute, and now I'm heading out the door. Okay, cool. Boogie and on. I'm going to follow for a shopping expedition. If okay. I see Doris, I wave to her. Yeah, Take you wave. She says, oh, wave. we'll see you later. Jack, you heading out too? I was first one out. Okay, yeah. Sorry. He's out. He's going. So you guys are in the street. I guess you're heading to that inner courtyard? Yeah. I have nothing to buy, so I'm following these guys. Okay. So you enter the inner courtyard, and you see the great constable's manor early in the morning. There are people on the grounds cutting the grass. Uh, there are people. There are several guards, uh, three guards at the main gate that you're looking at. Um, you can see that the, the the manor is a bustle with the servants preparing things. Uh, you can see on the inside of the gate, kind of to the right, there's a large stable where the um, the constable keeps his horses and stuff, his carriages, and as well, you can see the great manor. Um, and on his porch, you can see the constable kind of looking out 
over his uh, over his land there, just kind of looking out as his kind of big burly self would do. Uh, he strokes his chin. And wave to him. He, he and he says, "Hello, good sir. Morning." Tip the hat. Yeah, he's really far away, so this wave is like morning. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, citizen. He tips like he tips his little hat thing that he's wearing, and he gives you a wave, and he goes back inside. Um, and that is where we're going to end today's episode. We've got, we've got one boy who's got to get to work. We've got other boys who've got things to do today. Like take so a nap. Yeah. We, we thank you so much for watching this video. We hope Woo. you enjoyed it. I know this one was pretty uh, pretty conversation heavy. I know that last thirty minutes was pretty. Uh, Pretty info dumpy. Lay in the foundation. Yeah. If you have any questions, uh, be sure to let me know in the comments. Also at tankmedianetwork.com slash Dungeon Boys, you can see kind of brief synopses of the episodes as well as if we get any art or anything, I'll put it up there. Um, so that's up to you. But uh, as well, follow us at Tank Media Games. There's other stuff on the channel. And please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Y'all got anything else? Alright, we love, love you. Chicken yeah, we love you very much. <laughs>